So it was go week, and Jay came up to me. He and Mr. Brian came up to me and asked me if I would preach. He said, um, it was Ryan, me, Tripp, and Mariah. And I was looked at him. I was like, I think I'm going to throw up because I got so nervous. I was like, how am I going to stand up here and speak to all of y'all? I'm like, I'm just Becca. And then I stopped, and I was like, no, I'm not just Becca. It's God speaking through me. So um, he was like, I want you to ask one question. If there's one thing you could tell your generation, what would it be? And I was like, oh, goodness. So um, I sat, you know, and I prayed about it. I did went out to the field and sat there with my Bible, hoping God would, like, make a breeze come through and, like, like, open it to a certain passage. And I was like, please, what do you want me to do? And so he kept on throwing my thoughts and um, all these songs I listened to towards death. And I was like, you want me to speak about death? Okay. <laughs> all right. So um, the phrase I want to say is one thing I tell my generation is um, shine for Christ because you don't know how long you have. So... Um, I want to read y'all something. It's John 12. Mm-hmm. 23:35. If I can find it. Okay. Now there were these certain Greeks among those who were going to worship at the feast. These wherefore came to Philip He was from Bathsheba of Galilee and began to speak, saying, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. Philip came and told Andrew. Andrew and Philip came and told Jesus. And Jesus answered them, saying, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Truly, truly, I say unto you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains by itself alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. He who loves his life loses it, and he who hates his life in this world shall keep it into eternal life. If anyone serves me, let him follow me, and where I am, there my servant will also be. If anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. Now my soul has become troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour, but this is the purpose I have come for this hour. Father, glorify thy name. And then came a voice out of the heavens, and I have glorified it, and I will glorify it again. The multitude, therefore, who stood by and heard it, were saying to him, The angel has spoken to him. And Jesus answered and said, This voice has not come for my sake, but for your sake. Now judgment is upon you, and the ruler of this world shall be cast out. And I, if I have been lifted up in the earth, will draw to men to myself. But he was saying this to indicate the kind of death which he was to die. The multitude, multitude therefore answered him, We have heard you out of the law that Christ is to remain forever. How can you say the Son of Man must be lifted up? Who is the Son of Man? Jesus therefore said to him, For a little while longer the light is among you. Walk while you have the light, that the darkness may not overtake you. He who walks in the darkness does not know where he goes. While you have the light, believe in the light, in order that you may become the sons of light. Then these things Jesus spoke, and he departed and hid from himself. This passage really stuck out to me because, especially the grain part, I was like, what does he mean by the grain part? So I went and looked it up. Google. Okay. So (laughs) I went and looked up about wheat. And the thing about wheat is um, when it matures, it grows those little seeds, you know, the, the little long things on them. And in order for them to become fertile, the, the stalk itself has to die. And the seeds hit the ground and they sprout into new life. Well, I was like, well, it makes sense now because Jesus is saying, I'm going to die and up for me, you're going to have new life. So, um, 
Let's see. There's another part. The light part. While you have the light, believe in the light in order that you may become sons of light. Okay, he's saying I'm the light because the people before were like, what do you mean? What do you mean the son of man? I thought he's already come. And he's like, well, I'm going to be the light. So, um, goodness. <laughs> I really am nervous. I have no idea. Okay. Um, I want to tell you a story about being a light. Um, we to talk about go camp. Okay. Um, it was my second year going to go camp and, um, I was like, they're not going to beat last year. Last year was pretty good. And, um, I got there. Well, I was wrong. I get to go camp and it was amazing. I got to work with the kids and they fell in love with me and I fell in love with them. Laura Lee can tell you it was amazing. And, um, so I worked with the kids and then the last night the volunteers, all gathered and they make like these different stations you can go to and so um i go to these different stations and all around me people are like bawling and you know screaming out god and i'm just like what's wrong with me you know i don't really feel anything so then i sit down and then satan's number one favorite question ask am i really christian and i was like well okay So I sit there and I start praying. I'm like, God, why aren't you talking to me? Why aren't you saying anything to me? I don't understand. Well, I finally go up and there's a station about you can pray for your schools and um, your hometown. So I sit down and start praying and I start praying for um, my school. And I pray for all my students there, which is really hard because there's a lot of them. (laughs) And so um, I get out and I'm walking around and Jessica's praying with all these people and I'm like, I can't pray with anyone because I don't really feel like praying with anyone. You know, I'm just kind of shoved up in the background because God's not really talking to me. And so um, I sit down on the grass and all of a sudden Jessica walks up to me and she hands me the telephone. And she's like, it's mama. She has something to tell you. I was like, okay. So I pick up the telephone and it's mama. And she says, your friend Landon is dad. And... I started bawling. Um, Jessica had to sit there and hold me because I didn't know what else to do. <laughs> I just sat there and screamed. I was like, why? You know, I don't know why you would take him. He was an amazing person. So um, the first time I met Landon was at school. I've been homeschooled all my life, if you didn't know this. And so going to the first day of school was really, really scary. Felt <laughs> like, oh, my gosh, okay. So... <laughs> It was really, really scary. And I, Tiffany was there with me. So Tiffany was like my support. I was like a little lost puppy falling around. You know, she was <laughs> introducing herself. And um, I followed around and got introduced with her. But um, we met Landon. And he was really, really sweet. And um, yeah, he was good looking. <laughs> he was really, really tall. So you kind of had to look up like this. And he kind of scared me at first. But once you started talking to him, he was really quiet. He was so funny, and um, everyone around him just wanted to be around him because he just he just oozed Jesus, as Jessica says. And he was so nice, and um, I got to sit with him during English most of the time. And he'd look up passages for me and always say, Rebecca, speak up. You have great ideas. Why don't you just speak up, please? So I was like, okay. So I started speaking up more, and he was just, he was really great. And um, let's see. Oh, boy. (laughs) I want to look up another passage for you. 
uh, Philippians 2.13. For it is God who works in you to will and act according to his good purpose. Do everything without complaining or arguing, so that you may become blameless and pure, children of God without fault in a crooked and depraved generation, in which you shine like stars in the universe. Wow, that's pretty cool to me. You shine like the stars in the universe. You know, that's really neat because the world is complete darkness. And when you walk in the room, you you know a light's there. And that's how I want to be in my life. I want to shine for Christ. Um, And Landon was that for me. Um, Going through Go Camp was really tough because it was the last day. And um, Jessica hands me the phone again. And she's like, I want to tell you, that Mama has something to tell you about Landon. Well, he was working in Colorado, and um, he was on a missions camp, and he was leading worship. And I was like, wow, that's pretty awesome to spend your summer, you know, leading worship for others. And um, he went out to ride bikes with his friends, and it started raining. And he was in the middle of the group, and he got struck by lightning. And that's how he died. And um, that was really hard for me because I didn't understand why God would take someone who just oozed Jesus like he did. And um, it, was, it was really hard. Um, so um, I went off to uh, Washington with Jessica and I missed his funeral, which I was really upset about. Um, During Washington, I started looking up passages of how, you know, dealing with death, and I couldn't find any. I was like, okay. (laughs) So all of a sudden, these scriptures started coming up of shining for Jesus, how you could live your life for Jesus. And um, I started looking at them, and I was like, I've got the wrong view of death. You know, when death comes, you're not supposed to dwell in it. You're not supposed to, like, Water around in the mire of sorrow. You're supposed to get up and keep on moving. And um, I was like, I need to have a better view about this. So I started looking up more and more. I really like Psalms because he was always... Psalms is very moody. <laughs> He'll be happy one minute and sad the next. And I was like, that's kind of how I am right now. So um, Psalms really helped me during that time. Um, but... The one thing I wanted to say is, I want you to shine for Christ. I want to shine for Christ. And, um, you know, you don't have to go to Colorado. You don't have to go to Gale Camp. You know, it's awesome if you can. But um, you can be a light in your classroom. To be other people around you, Christian or non-Christian. Um, you know, you could walk down the street and people go, oh, they use Jesus. That would be awesome for me. But um, just going through life would be amazing if we could ooze Jesus. Um, He who loves his life loses it, and he who hates his life in this world shall keep it for eternal. If anyone serves me, let him follow me. And where I am, there my servant shall also be. If anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. Now my soul has become troubled. And what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. But for this purpose, I have come for this hour. Christ was saying, he was troubled. He says it, I'm troubled. I don't want to die. I know I have to because this is my purpose. This is why you have sent me. You, you know, 
From the beginning of time, I like to believe that Christ, he knew my name. He knew how I'd look. And he used to say my name as he formed the earth. And I like to think of when I look up to the stars and see his embrace. I don't know. I don't know when I'm going to meet his embrace face to face. But I know I will. Because I have hope in that. Um, And some people don't. And if you don't know Christ, you'll never meet his embrace face to face. And I just want to say that. um, When I was five years old, (laughs) my mom tells me this story. Um, If you know me pretty well, I have reactive airway disease, which is kind of like asthma, but not asthma, because if you say asthma, the insurance goes up. So we say active airway disease. (laughs) So... um, (laughs) This is about the time Rachel was born. We lived in Rome, and there was the vacuum cleaner bag. Well, I was curious, and I got inside the vacuum cleaner bag. (laughs) Not smart. And all of a sudden, I lay down on the sofa, and Mama walks up to me, and I'm like, (gasps) you know, trying to gasp for breath, and she lifts up my shirt, and she said she could see my backbone through my stomach. That's not good. So, um... They raced me off to the hospital, and um, uh, I remember two things, going into the hospital and leaving the hospital. Um, Going into the hospital, I remember grabbing my dad's hand, and I said, I'm scared. And they were trying to put the IV in my arm, and he looked at me, and he's like, you're going to be okay. But just the look in his eyes scared me. He knew that death was at my my door. I was probably going to die. And um, exiting the hospital, I was sitting in the bed with my IV still on my arm. And I wanted to get up. And all of a sudden, Daddy walks in, and he's crying. And he goes over to my mama, and he tells her about um, my uncle. My uncle had um, died that morning from a brain aneurysm. And um, she was hysterical. I remember her grabbing her as she threw up in the toilet. And I just remember her bawling, and it was awful. And um, when she told me this, when I was trying to find something to say, she said, you know, death came for two, two, of my, two of my loved ones. She's like, God looked down and he saw that he had a plan for you, which was standing in this room, maybe talking to y'all. But she says, um, he was, my uncle was 30 years old and he never accepted Christ. That's, that's the major impact that it had on her because she knew she wouldn't see her brother again. And I know that's got to be hard if I knew one of my brothers and sisters, I wouldn't see him in heaven again. So, um, you know, you don't, I don't know when death's coming. You don't know when death's coming. And while we live on this earth, I wish that I could be a light for him. I wish I would shine for him. That's what I want to do. And that's what I hope you want to do. Jesus therefore said to him, Walk a little longer in the light that is among you. While you walk, you have the light, and the darkness you may not overtake you. But he who walks in the darkness does not know where he goes. While you have the light, believe in the light, in order that you may become light. Then Jesus spoke these things, and he departed and hid himself. See, what I saw here is that Jesus said, I'm the light. But the people still did not get it. They still did not get that Jesus was here for them. They didn't see that Jesus was here to take their sins. And um, he kept on using different analogies, you know, the grain one, the light one. 
He kept on using different things to say the same thing. I am here for you. I'm here to save you. I didn't have to come do this. I wanted the Lord to take this cup from me, but I'm here for you. And um, that's what he wanted to say then. Um, And that's what I hope that I've said to you. I want to be a light for him. And I hope you want to do the same. Um, there's so much truth in uh, what Becca has just shared because you see the sad fact of it is death is a reality. Um, death is coming for every one of us in this room and death is coming for everyone that's not in this room as well. But the flip side of that reality is that life is possible. And, you know, that's the truth in which Becca was trying to pour out to you tonight is that because Christ has come. And as we sang at the very beginning, our salvation is here. And it's for that reason and that reason alone that now life has come. And I think you heard in her testimony up here, you know, one of her best friends has gone from this earth. But if his life is any indication, I doubt he'd ever want to come back. Because I'm quite sure he's standing in the face of his creator, his savior, his king. And I don't know what he's doing. I don't pretend to know what he's doing. I don't have a clue what it's going to be like. But I have a feeling that he never wants to come back. Because he is experiencing true life. And as Becca was talking, this verse came to mind, and I just want to share it real quick, real quick. And I think for if you've been around here for a couple months, you've, you've probably heard this verse because we did a whole weekend thing on it uh, a little while back. But it's in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. And Paul's writing, he says, For God who said, let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. And I think that's so huge because as Becca was talking about, there's darkness all around us, death all in us. And because of Christ, it's all gone. I mean, it is gone. It is, it is no longer in existence in our bodies when we come to know Christ as our Savior. Because he takes the darkness and replaces it with light. He takes the death and replaces it with life. He takes our wretchedness and replaces it with purity. And he takes our desperation and replaces it with hope. And I think for us tonight, I think that is huge. And I think that is a huge thing for us to hang on to and for us to realize and for us to take heart in. But I also think it's a huge thing for us to let pour out of us. And as Jesse says, ooze, Jesus. Because that's what we're called to do. The God who put his light inside of us has called us to shine. 
like the stars in the universe so that death would not be the end. But as some people think, death would only be the beginning of life. And so I think that's a huge encouragement and that's a huge challenge for us tonight. And Noah and the band have a final song and they're going to play it for us. And as they play it, I, I'm not going to stay up front, but maybe you, maybe you want to come up here. Maybe you want to um, just kneel down and spend some time and, and just be with God. Or maybe you want to do it right there. Whatever you want to do. If you need to talk with me, I'll just be right in the back. You can come get me. That's fine. But whatever you need to do now is the time. So let's stand and worship.